Welcome, welcome to the Shopway Show. So happy that you are here with me this evening, 7 p.m. on the East Coast. And yes, it is another time that I have to talk about my governor. And I know some of you thought, wait a minute, Larry, you clearly don't need to be talking about your governor anymore because Cuomo's gone. So the king is dead. Yeah, this is true. The king is dead. However, the king is dead. Long live the queen. We now have a, another governor who has come in right behind him um, by the name of Kathy Hochul. And she is doing her best to be as bad as him, which don't get me wrong. She's going to have to work for it. He was really, really bad. But she's trying. I, I guess I should give her that, right? She's really going out of her way to make it happen. So I know it used to be Tuesdays with Andy. Maybe now we'll do Tuesdays with Kathy. We'll try it and see if it works and see if you guys like it. This is probably our second or third one. But, man, she had a press conference, and she's going to now say things. She is now going to deal with all these problems in New York State. She's going to help out the addicts now. Going to help out the addicts. I'm happy. That's an awesome thing. I know my, my mom was an addict. I get it completely. And she wants to help the addicts. Okay, that's awesome. Let's hear what she has to say. This is a press conference. She's talking with a bunch of other people who are, you know, helping out all of the addicts. She's going to, you know, solve our problems. See how well this goes. That's always a pleasure. That's always a pleasure. Um, this is personal to me. Oh, it's personal. Okay, good. It was me about too. six years ago when we lost my beloved nephew. To oh, that does suck. And he started out like many other families experience. He did okay. not set out to be a teenage addict. That was not his goal in life. He was. And this is an important piece, you know, for us to, to actually bring up that's real. And this part, she's trying to be more empathetic. And the problem with, with her is she isn't. She doesn't do it well. She does not project empathy well. She always seems like she's the mean teacher, right? She doesn't she doesn't come across well, but she's trying to be empathetic and saying he didn't mean to be an addict. Now, the reason why I like it and don't like it, I like it in that nobody does, right? If you have an addict in your family, as I do, or did, I should say, she's passed, or if you, you are one yourself, if you've been an addict yourself or are one now, you know, no one goes, I can't wait to be an addict. Nobody does that. So she says it. And, I, and I, the thing that bothers me is I think while it's good as she says it and someone will hear it go, yeah, me, me too, my family, my friend too. She's saying it almost as if her nephew's special. And I'm sure to her, her nephew's special. But to the world, she, he's not. He's another addict that we have to handle and work on and try to repair and fix and try to make things better for. There are millions of them. A young athlete, he was outgoing. He was the mm -hmm. joy at our family gatherings. Uh, Michael was just had this zest for life. And he worked hard. His family yep. didn't have a lot of money. Of course not, because you always, you always have to outpour I us. I worked at a deli. I worked at a pizzeria. And I happen to know that there's some very sharp equipment there. I mm -hmm. have some scars from when I got burned on a pizzeria. But he, he cut his hand deeply on a piece of equipment at the delicatessen. Uh-oh. Goes to the doctor. Sure. To heal him. To heal him. To heal him. Okay. 
And he follows the doctor's directions. Okay, so far so good. Prescribes a teenager a supply of opiate-based prescription drugs to alleviate. Now, this is important the way she says this. Look at who she's blaming. And I really mean this. Look at who she's blaming. He went to the doctor to heal him. She says it again, to heal him. And the doctor gives this teenager opioids. Do you see how she's doing that? She is blaming the doctor for this. Make no mistake. If you're a doctor in New York State, you're in trouble. Just accept that it's true. You're in trouble. She's already blaming you. Clearly, she's blaming the doctor. The pain. The pain continues. Mm-hmm. Another prescription continues. Another prescription. The next thing we know, he's developed an addiction, and he finds that it's cheaper to acquire the drug that makes him feel better. As his brain chemistry has now changed because it begins to change literally after a matter of days and weeks where the addiction mm-hmm. forms and he starts going to the streets. Mm-hmm. Streets are cheaper, easier. Yeah, it's called a black market, one with which you have increased. Yes, this is literally what I talk about. Your nephew went right into the black market, which your government created. This was six years ago, you said. Who was lieutenant governor six years ago? That would be you. You. Did you know that your nephew had a problem? Did you try to make things different? Were you opening up your mouth then and being an advocate to stop this? I don't remember if you were. If you were, you were quiet. If you were, you were quiet. Was Cuomo changing things? Was anybody changing anything? But you blame the doctor. The doctor's not what killed him. Sounds like the black market did. Hides it from his mom for as long as he can. Of course. Gets into trouble. Mm-hmm. Ends up in jail. Gets into trouble, ends up in jail. No, he was in the black market, and people that you were part of the executive branch, your people arrested him and put him in jail, probably for possession. Because what you're telling me, he's not violent. So I'm assuming he didn't beat anybody up. But maybe he did, but I'm assuming he didn't. You probably would have said that. He probably went to jail for possession. Possession should not be a crime at all. You should know that. Everyone should know that. If you rob somebody, that's a crime. You knock someone over the head, that's assault, it's a crime. You kill somebody for your drug, that's a crime. You bought the drug, that shouldn't be a crime. I put the drug in my pocket, shouldn't be a crime. But in your world, it is. That's what creates the black market. His mom has to be strip searched to go visit him in jail. Yeah. In our community. The indignity inflicted on our family. Okay. Indignity inflicted upon our family. By whom? It's She's just like the last king in that these things just happen. I don't know who's in charge. You? You? You were literally part of the executive branch. Were you yelling and screaming about this? Were you pushing the governor to make changes? For people who still loved Michael, but saw that he would become a different person. Mm-hmm. We never gave up hope in Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael had to do his time. Why? Out. We thought we had a facility to put him in. The Medicaid papers were not in order and they said. Okay, hold on. Did you just say the Medicaid papers were not in order? 
Do you hear that? The Medicaid papers were not in order. Two massive problems with that. Problem number one. So Medicaid yet again failed. Yes, unnecessary bureaucracy. So government creates a problem and the system set to solve the problem completely collapses and fails. But not just that. I don't mean to be cruel here, but I'm being very forward. You love your nephew so much? Governor, you're wealthy. I'm not making this up. Her family's wealthy. You went to Medicaid. Your family's wealthy. Write a check and put them in a facility. I don't mean to be mean. I I don't. But if it's my daughter and I got cash, I'm not doing Medicare, Medicaid. I'm writing a check and I'm going where the rich people go. If need be, I'm mortgaging my house. I'm just telling you what I would do as a parent, not saying you should. If my daughter is in that position, I'm mortgaging my house if need be to get my daughter to help so she doesn't end up being dead. That's what I would do. You're wealthy. You were wealthy six years ago. Medicare Medicare failed. What'd you do? Sat back and said, too bad, but you loved your nephew? If it's my nephew and I'm wealthy, I'm writing a check. That's me. Maybe some of you wouldn't do that. But if I love my nephew, assuming that I love my nephew, I mean, maybe he was a bad guy. You didn't get along or something. I don't know family dynamics, right? Perhaps family dynamics are different. But you're saying that you love him. You're trying to get points with us publicly by saying that you loved him. So either you're lying to us and you didn't love him. Or, wow, you're a bad person. Write a check. Put the guy in the facility. I don't understand this at all. One of those two things is true. Am I wrong with this? Literally, she's wealthy. I'm not making that up. She's wealthy. Her family is wealthy. You could write a check. Sent him home. So he didn't get the home that he thought he was going to be spending the next few months in in recovery when he was ready Mm -hmm. to do it. And he went back. It all started all over again. Back to the streets, huh? Huh. Trouble. Yeah. Streets. Where were you? Homeless shelter. Homeless shelter. We actually thought he was starting to turn the corner again because it takes a long time, my friends. It's not, it's not once, twice. It could be a hundred times. This I, I do know. People do. My mother went through it too. Michael didn't live in all, long enough because what he thought he could handle yeah. had been laced with a new form of fentanyl. Oh, fentanyl. Which was it's a new form. D- deadly concoction. Mm-hmm. Where he thought he could handle it to deal with some stress of the day, despite the fact that he was back in school. Uh, see, he was a good kid. The other kid that she's been putting in jail, the people she's been putting in jail for 40 years, those are the bad kids. But her kid, you know, he just he just thought he could handle it. Do you hear how she's making excuses for him? Not that he, look, if, again, if you know addicts or you are one, you make up excuses. That's what you do. That's how it works. I get that. But her nephew, he's a special guy and whatever. What he actually become a coach for other people in addiction. Look at that. He started on that path and the fentanyl took him. But how can you do that with parole rules that say you can't be around felons? Ooh. Down. His mother found him with the fentanyl took arms. Him. And we buried him a few days later after a wake that drew probably 500 people. I had no idea of the people he had already been touching to give them hope, to give them inspiration. Look at that. Devastated they were when they saw that someone who believed in them and Mm -hmm. their recovery did not survive themselves. Well, 
if that's true, and I'll, and I'll grant it, I, was, I don't think you lied about that part, right? I'm sure many people loved your nephew. Clearly not you, but many people did, right? They loved your nephew. That's awesome. I'm, I hope he touched many people. Would this make you then understand that the reason why he died wasn't fentanyl? The reason why he died was the black market. The reason why he died maybe is because he had an opioid. Why did he have an opioid? Because you didn't let him have a cannabis product. If he was a teenager, he probably knew what cannabis was. Most teenagers have smoked weed, or at least know what it is at least, right? For sure. What if you had allowed him to have a cannabis product? You didn't. And you still don't. You still can't have it in my state because you don't have to have an office of cannabis management or whatever other garbage you have to have. So you've learned nothing. You lost your nephew six years ago. And what have you done since then? I'm going to tell you. Nothing. You've watched literally thousands of more of your nephews go to prison, go to jail, have their lives ruined. What have you done? Nothing. Now you're governor. You can do something. Okay, great. Tell me what you can do. Are you going to end the black market and allow people to be safe, right? Yeah, you and I both know that's not going to happen. That's why this is personal for me. Okay. I don't want other families to endure this. I want people, all the Michaels out there, who are struggling, who fell into this place that no child ever expects to be in. No Just parent expects it. their child to fall in. No one expects their brothers or sisters. But life happens, my friends. There's no- oh, so you decided you wanted to wait exactly six years until the governor got removed for grabbing butts. And you thought, okay, now I'll make my move. You were waiting for that? Okay. Well, look, I guess better late than never. I'll take it. Glad he was grabbing butts. You get to do something. Reason Good. to point fingers or to blame or to find a cause. We just- Did you hear what she just said? I have to repeat. Hold. I got to go back. I. Okay. I'm sorry. Hold on. That's what she says. I don't want this to happen. Right. Who fell into this place that no Terrible. child ever expects to be in. Yep. No parents expects their child to fall in. No one expects yep. their brothers or sisters. But life happens, my friends. It does happen. There's no reason to point fingers or to blame or to find a cause. She literally just said. There's no reason to point fingers, assign blame, or find a cause. This is my governor. This woman leads the state of 18 million people. No need to find a cause. I I didn't just make that up, right? I, I, I didn't just make that up, did I? She literally just said, no need to find a cause. Thousands of people are dying, including her nephew. No need to find a cause. Don't point fingers. Do you know why you can't point fingers or find a cause? Because she'd have to look in the mirror. She don't like that at all. She does not like that at all. You'd have to look in the mirror if you wanted to find a cause. And all the people you've been supporting and all these other people you're going to bring up and talk trash, it's all their fault too. You end the black market. Your nephew wasn't killed because of a drug. Your nephew was killed because of the black market, because of a silly war on drugs that you simply won't end. End it. Just end the war on drugs. It is literally that simple. End the black market. We just deal with what we're dealing with right here and right now. Just deal with the massive problems that we have. So people are addicts. Life happens. She's, she's actually saying this. I'm, I'm, wow. The cause is the issue. Let's find the reason why people are getting addicted. Opioids. 
Let's find the reason why people are taking bad drugs, worn drugs, and then let's stop the reasons so there'll be less addicts. Could we do that? Now, and when the state of New York has the ability to take steps that can just minimize the stress that people are going through to make minimize the stress that people are going through like locking them all up in their homes for a year and a half like that like ending their jobs and firing them you mean like that the state could not do that that would be something easier on them and their families Yep. To let them know that there should not be stigma associated with seeking medication-assisted treatment or any other variation that you need to get yourself in order. We if you would take the stigma out of cannabis and not arrest people, you've just done that. You talking is nice. Don't have a stigma. I agree. I'm not ashamed of my past, and I have people in my life who've been addicts. That's how it is. Many of us, in fact, probably most of us, have someone who's an addict in our life. In my view, no stigma, right? So you can talk about it. I'm glad you're talking about it. But you could really get the stigma away because the stigma isn't necessarily the fact that they were an addict. The stigma is the fact that they're a convicted felon. That's the stigma. Or they have to go in the black market and do things that they don't want to do, that they are ashamed of and embarrassed of to get their drug. That's where the stigma comes from. Most of us have an addict in our life in some way, shape, or form. The addict is from the, the felony, and the addict is, I mean, from the felony, and, and the other problem is from the things that these people must do to get their drug. Change that, stigma gone. No, I'm talking about the root causes, something she won't discuss. We have to send a message. We are there with you. You are still... An important part of my family. Our You're literally the one arresting them. Family, the New York family. And that is the message that has to be shouted out across this state, that there are good people with great potential and they're just dealing with an illness right now. Yeah. How do we deal with that illness? That's what I think our legislators are doing. Putting How do we deal with it? Together, smart people. I know there was a gathering here about five years ago. And you talked five years about ago. what happened in prisons and talking yes. about how people, while they're doing their debt to society for whatever they did. Yeah, what they did was have a plant in their pocket. Th that's what they what that's what their problem was. They had a plant in their pocket. That's their debt to society. So they now go to violent jails and violent prisons because they had a plant in their pocket. They also can be on a treatment plan. So when they come back out, they can start talking about a job. They're not Why in the world would we think? And I want to be clear on what she's saying here. In case you think, well, it sounds good. It does sound good, right? We want to help people and put them on a treatment plan. Why is that in our prison system? She's literally saying, well, you know, in our prison system, we should have a better treatment plan. In our prison system? That's the answer? We should have a better treatment plan in our prison system. That's what she's saying. This, all these bills they're signing is to make prison a better treatment system. So you could, if you wanted to, not make it criminal and then deal with the people outside of jail. Or you could follow her, which is, you know, now that they're in jail because they did have a plant in their pocket that I'm unhappy about, then we'll, we'll make it in jail. She believes that jail is the appropriate place for mental health. Opportunity. And they may, can come out 
even more healed than them when they went in. Why wouldn't we take advantage of that opportunity? The op Why wouldn't we take advantage of the opportunity? We put them in prison, so let's take advantage of it. To invest in people, give them simple something as simple as medication to help them deal with their illness while they're incarcerated, just like we would make sure that... Or not incarcerate them. Am, am, I, am I that? I, this is supposed to be New York State. This is supposed to be a left-leaning progressive state, right? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? That's what I hear everyone say. This isn't that. I don't know what this is. This is not progressive. This isn't. This isn't. I don't, I don't understand this. How about no black market? Allow for cannabis products. If people are in trouble, send them to the doctor or a hospital. So they can just get help at a hospital or a doctor or a clinic. Any of those things. Or maybe, I know it's going to sound crazy. You said that your nephew, that he was being helped. He was a coach for other people. That's probably a community coach. Why wouldn't you have community groups and support them so that when people are in trouble, they can go to the community groups? That could be an idea. I, or meds in prison. I guess that also could work, I guess. No, that's her answer. And people here going, oh, so happy. She's amazing. These are the tweaks that are not going to fix this state or this nation. I'm talking about actual change. They have their diabetes drugs or their cancer drugs or something else to deal with whatever their ailments. Let's just let be. the prisons be hospitals. That's how you destigmatize it, but you also just say. That's how, this is what she just said. This is how you destigmatize it by giving them medication in jail. Stigma gone. Stigma gone. Hey, Jimmy, where were you the past two years? Oh, I'm a convicted felon. I was in prison, but I got medication. Oh, well then, who cares? Stigma gone now because you had medication when you were in there for two years. So now there's no stigma. Hey, Johnny, you were gone for four years. I didn't see you before. Yeah, I was in prison for two. Oh, two years. You were in prison. Yeah, but I had medication. Oh, okay. What about the other two years? Oh, I was doing horrible things on the street to feed my addiction because it's a black market and I'm not really a violent person. So I had to be a terrible human being to get what I wanted because I was an addict. Oh, but you have medication in prison? I did. Stigma gone. She's literally saying that. She's literally saying that. This is embarrassing. And we're going to help you heal because we want you back in society. I want yeah. fewer people in prisons. I don't want. If you want fewer people in prison, you could not arrest them. I know. Nuts, right? You could just not arrest them for having possession of something. You could do that. That would be one answer, right? I want you going out, stealing again like Michael did and ending right back in there. I can stop that cycle if we're smart enough that while we have the captive audience, so to speak... She's smiling and calling inmates a captive audience. She just said it. Am I making this up? You're watching it. She has a captive audience. That's what she calls it. Uh, then we audience. can help you heal, and then we won't see you again. We'll see you at the job fair. Then we'll see you at your job. Yeah. See you in the grocery store, and life returns to normal. That That's would be nice. That's the path we're on with the bills we're signing today. No. Guaranteed and I'm not. proud of them. And I want to thank again the you leaders be embarrassed. of all the and all of you should be embarrassed. And I want to thank people like Cassandra 
thank you for dedicating your life and representing so many other groups out there, the executive director of the Drug Policy Alliance. Uh, this alliance is powerful. No, it isn't. Okay, it's not. If it was powerful, they wouldn't be, you wouldn't be saying what you're saying now. Voices are heard. I hope you know that, and that is why we're here today. You made sure we listened. Your elected officials responded, and that's what brought us here today. So this is not a celebration of what a governor does today. It's what this community asked for and received. Community did no. That's not what the community asked for at all. When you have no. people who actually do more listening and say yes, I understand what you're going okay, through. Okay, I understand that there's hope behind these bills. Tell I will me. briefly uh, talk about what exactly. Tell they me are. these great bills. Come on. I know you know what they are. And uh, Assemblymember Rosenthal did a beautiful job describing the situation. I don't yeah. need to go back through that, but I think everyone knows. Me. I know everyone knows that we had a crisis before with respect to the addiction and yep. opiate substance abuse and uh, the number of people succumbing to this. Yes. After COVID, it is a crisis on steroids. Yes, you're right. At, but not after COVID. See, there is the piece I got to tweak your language a little bit. After our unnecessary COVID lockdowns, that's what happened. Larry, are you saying the lockdowns weren't necessary? Yeah, I am. Yes, Norway has ended them. Singapore has ended them. France is now beginning to end. They're all just saying, it, it, we're destroying our country. We have to live with COVID and find ways to function. You remember what I said a year and a half ago? I said, as a Marine, I, I was a Marine Corps, in the Marine Corps in the 80s, and I was taught during the Cold War, if you have a contaminated environment, the war doesn't end. You still have to be able to fight and function and survive even in a contaminated environment. So you find ways and protocols to survive, to function and thrive in a contaminated environment. That's what New York has to do. That's what Sweden did. That's what Norway's figuring out what to do. We haven't. We're like, we're locking people up. The problem's on steroids. So now we're going to have to arrest more people. So when we put them in jail, we'll give them medication. That's our answer. When we put them in jail, you know, we'll give them medication. That'll solve our problem. The lockdowns made things so much worse. It wasn't COVID that did this. It was her. Not every state did this. And the states that did this, it was worse. It was worse. And she was lieutenant governor. I don't remember hearing any of that. I don't remember hearing her say anything. I don't remember her jumping up or down, saying how we got to, I don't remember that. And as soon as she came in, she was like, lockdown? Psh, let me show you what lockdown's about. I'm going to lock it all down. I'm going to lock it all down. So I don't know what, she, she is literally the problem. Uh, it has gotten so much worse because people found themselves so discombobulated, so taken out of their normal world. Yeah, who discombobulated them? Who took them out of their world? Who did that? Well, that would be Cuomo, who was your governor, who you were behind 100%, who you came you walked across the state until he was grabbing butts and got thrown out. You were behind him 100%. You were out talking how awesome he is, what everything is good, and now that you're in, you're copying all of his policies, except for the butt grabbing part, which is great. Please don't grab butts. That's a bad idea. Don't do that. So unless somebody wants you to, obviously, if you want your butt grabbed by her, fine, consent. That's all I care about. But assuming someone does not want you to grab their butt, please don't do that. Otherwise, you were behind it 100%. You did this too.
and their support systems, whether it was in school or their job or the family, and they couldn't get to their, their recovery coaches, they couldn't get the medication. Yes, they couldn't get their medication. They couldn't get all of these things. They couldn't get to their support systems. They couldn't get to their churches. They couldn't get to any of those. They couldn't get to any of those. Why? Because your man locked us all down. That's the reason. So many people fell through the cracks, no fault of their own because of this pandemic. Yes, but it was not no fault of their own. That's true. That's true. No fault of their own. That's true. But it's not because of the pandemic. It's specifically because of the actual policies that New York State put into play. That's the issue. That you had your mouth shut. Were you saying something? Literally, I put six videos out in March of 2020 saying what we should do and how wrong this was. So my mouth was open. You weren't listening. Yours was shut tight. Not a word. You said nothing. So now the problem that we were already dealing with has just gotten so much worse. And we yes. Over 5,100 New Yorkers from a preventable overdose last year alone. 5,100 yep. families that just are saying, how did that happen? How did that happen? I know how it happened. You do too. Happen. Uh, overdoses continue to kill more New Yorkers than car accidents, yep. suicides, yep. homicides combined. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So keep us locked down, shut down the churches, keep our kids in school, hating life. Is that what we do? Is that how it works? That is a problem that can no longer be swept under the rug. That is real. It's affecting not just families. It affects our economy. It affects productivity. Work. There's a ripple it does. to this crisis. Yeah. And that's why. Libertarian Party been saying that for give or take 50 years. But it's fine. Look, you're finally on board. I guess I'll take it. Bit late than each individual and we'll continue to do so. We also want to th- talk about their families for one minute and thank the families that have sometimes turned their grief into helping others. And that's exactly what my sister and my niece did for her brother. They became trained recovery coaches. And so to them, I extend my eternal gratitude and let them Where were you? continue signing bills and we'll continue making policies. Because signing bills and making policies, that's worked so well so far, hasn't it? Help It'll keep going. Out of, uh, the abyss that many of them find themselves in. So we are signing five comprehensive five and forward-thinking bills. overdose prevention bills. Okay, they are none of those things she just said. She literally made those up. They're not forward-thinking. They're not prevention. They're none of those things. Guaranteed, they're none of those things. What we're trying to do is just remove barriers to treatment. It's really simple. It's really simple. simple. Barriers to treatment. And first of all, I also approach this job. It's just just some common sense things to do, aren't there? Common sense. You've been talking about this for seven years, some of these five years. Seven years. Yes. We've been talking about this for seven years. Yet nothing's changed. Your nephew died six years ago. Yet nothing's changed. Huh. Not working, is it? I'm really impatient. You get we know. As your governor, I'm like, okay, why didn't we do this yesterday? That's how I roll. Ask my family. I know. Uh, and so you think about the fact that right now. Look at them clapping. I love this. We're so happy you don't bother going through due process and you just make announcements and just make us do things because you think that. You speak to God or something. Isn't that what she said? She speaks to God? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what she says. Think about the illogic nature, illogical nature of this. Let me tell you this. Right now, 
syringes yeah. are illegal in the state of New York. Yes. There are some police officers locking people up yep. for possession of a syringe. Yes. Right? Okay. The jails are full enough. I think we don't need people there for syringes. So then don't lock them up. I, yes. Were you saying this when you were lieutenant governor? When you had the bully pulpit, you crossed the state. Also, you say, were you saying that? I did. I said openly, possession should not be a crime, period. If you rob someone, that's a crime. You beat someone over the head, that's a crime. You kill somebody, that's a crime. I have a syringe. Why is that even considered a crime? Now you care. Now you care. But New York State, I got something. It's a crime. Of course it shouldn't be a crime. On the other hand, the state of New York gives out millions of syringes to help yes. people because of the public health crisis. So, okay, you're going to jail, but it's okay for the state of New York to do this. Does anybody think that should continue to be the law in the state of New York? Okay, all right, that's why we're here. Let's just, uh, Gustavo Rivera. Okay, no possession should be, a, just syringes. So if you have a bong, is that now a crime? How silly is that? Why is any of this a crime? Did you hit someone over the head with the bong? That's a crime. Did you steal someone's bomb? Crime. I got it. They recognize that and Richard Godfrey from the Assembly, they recognize this. They said, can we just fix this? And today we are, we are going to decriminalize the possession of a syringe in the state of New York. Now, I want to be clear. That's a bill that she's going to sign that she's proud of. We're going to make it that if you have a syringe, cops will no longer arrest you. Number one, why the hell are DAs even prosecuting that? Shame on any DA who prosecutes that, but they do. If DAs don't prosecute it, cops won't arrest, right? Cops aren't going to arrest if you're not going to prosecute, right? DAs have a whole lot of control over this. So they're not doing that at all, right? Just don't prosecute it and cops will stop arresting. Cops arrest what DAs prosecute. So DAs could stop. You should have said this off the bat. You should tell people now, please. Stop doing this. It should be your, your lowest priority. Possession should not be a crime. The fact that anyone thinks possession is a crime, shame on you if you think possession is a crime. That's my response. Shame on you. It should never be a crime. And another issue, when I was uh, co-chair of the Heroin Opioid Task Force that took me to every corner of the state over the last seven years. We she actually admitted... She actually admitted that she was head of the task force. So all the pain and, 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 and opioid deaths and all those things she was in charge of. And she's proud for seven years. So you've been failing for seven years. You were in charge of the task force for seven years. And you couldn't get syringes decriminalized. How effective were you? I would go, uh, none, non-existent, zero. Because either you didn't know that you should do that, which means you just had this title and were doing nothing. That's probably what happened. So she had the title, was just doing speeches, not doing anything because no one cared. Or you did know that this was happening and you made no impact. So the governor put you on this task force and gave you no power whatsoever because you couldn't get syringes decriminalized. Wow. We had many hearings. We talked to people. I went to visit jails. I talked to sheriffs. I said, what's the problem like in your jails? Well, for seven years, she said she's been doing this. I had a plan in a year. 
Six months, actually. Took her seven years, and it's still garbage. We don't have the resources. There's not, you know, we don't really want to do this. And just everybody had a different philosophy about what happens to people in cars. And I yes. Okay. If you know prisoners and corrections officers, I know many of them. My father was a corrections officer at Rikers Island. I know many of them. They don't want to be rehab people giving medication. That's not what they want to do. They're not good at it. It's not their skill set. That's what hospitals do. Spoke about this earlier. So her answer, we have make Jamal Bailey and a slave member, Linda Rosenthal, who said, let's fix this. Why aren't we helping people while they're in jail? So our second bill that we're signing oh my God. is going to make What's tremendous sense, but it's also going to make a difference in people's lives. Okay, tell me. We are now mandating medication-based assistance treatment in all New York State jails and prisons. That will not- So now- Already, and if any of you know how broken Rikers Island is, Rikers Island is a jungle. It's broken, completely broken. So you know how we're going to fix Rikers Island? More rules on medication, because that'll work. Let's put more drugs in prison. What could go wrong? Already, we have addicts in prison. Drugs go into prison. So here's our answer. Put more drugs into prison. Already, our COs, corrections officers, are already completely overwhelmed overwhelmed. I'm not making this up. If you know any corrections officers, they're completely overwhelmed. For those of you who don't know, the average life expectancy for a corrections officer in New York State, 59 years. Every corrections officer I've ever met knows someone who's committed suicide. Every one of them knows someone who's committed suicide. They have a massively high divorce rate, alcohol abuse rate, drug rate. They're, they're in trouble. So what's our answer to help them out? More rules on prisoners. Or I know I'm going to, this is crazy. Or you can make possession not a crime and have less people in jail, less people in prison, which might give the corrections officers a break and would give the families a break and would end that stigma you were talking about. Or you can sign five useless bills. I mean, I guess we'll go your route with the five useless bills. One entire bill to just to decriminalize syringes. You should be embarrassed that that's even a thing. And then second, now we're going to mandate medication. You should also be embarrassed for that. But that's two. I'll be available to anyone in prison who needs it. Let's just give prisoners stuff. That'll work. And Senator Pete Harcum and Assemblymember Rosenthal also said, why don't we have an online directory so people can find out where to get the opioid antagonists or reverse? See, that's the issue. If only there was an online thing for addicts to get their use their cell phones that would be that would work drugs and i can't tell you how many first responders have i've spoken to who said they have saved thousands of lives because they had naloxone with them or another opioid overdose reversal drug with them yes so why isn't that widely available there are parts of our state people don't know how to get this how simple is it for the state of new york to have an online directory yeah tell you where to get it yeah. Make it available over the counter, which was one of the recommendations that um, our task force came up with a few years ago. And let's get it done. Let's just make. So you came up with this recommendation a few years ago, and it's taken you years to come up with an online service that literally I have friends who could put together in probably 30 days for cheaper for free. If you ask people who lost someone to do this at a community level, they could have done this for you for free, happily, just to try to be part of this within 30 days. It took you three years 
and the governor grabbing butts to make this happen. But what is the answer, though, if you know what she's doing? She's saying, we're not going to figure out why you're getting in trouble. No, she actually said her words, let's not find out the reasons why, right? We don't want to find out the, 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 the causes. That's, that's for dumb people. We just want to let you still go to jail. We're just going to make it easier once you're in jail. We want to let you still become an addict. We're just going to make it easier once you are an addict by giving you free stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a free stuff bill. The first one was we're going to let syringes not be decriminalized. First law. Everything else, oh, no, still criminalized. But just the syringes. See? Safe on that one. Second piece. Well, we're going to make sure mandatory medication. We're going to give you more medication stuff. And now more, medica- more free medication. So here's her answer to the drug problem. Free drugs. Am I wrong? Her answer for the addict problem and the drug problem is more drugs. Just free. Make it more accessible to New Yorkers so we can save lives and then get people into recovery. Let's get that done as well. That's the third bill we'll be signing. As Three well. bills. Uh, he's Senator, he's Sanders, he's I know Senator Sanders had a chance to arrive yet. You are. Here's a clap for him. Uh, clap, because this is going to uh, help. Assemblymember D- Dinowitz also, they also said. What they oh, do. Why? This is another one of those logic ones, friends. I mean, this, this is so much so easier sometimes. It is. You could just end the black market. That's literally the most logical piece. End the black market. Literally. Literally. See what's going on here. We're trying to encourage people to use opiate reversal drugs, right? They can stay opiate reversal treatment drugs. We can do this. We want to encourage it. But yet it. Or not get addicted. Right now in the state of New York, that can be used as evidence of a crime against you. You think that's a disincentive to use it, my friends? It it sure is. Does it make sense? No, it's gone. We're getting rid of that today as well. So another. Why was that even a crime? I didn't even. This one shocks me. I actually didn't know this. So having the Narcan or whatever the thing is, having the drug that will save your life if you're overdosing in New York State is a crime. Why was that ever a crime? Wow, we should be embarrassed. This is New York. This was a progressive state. They tell me that at least. I don't see that. A compassionate state. I don't see that. What did the former governor say? Love wins. Remember that garbage lie he used to say? Where's the love? It's a drug that will save your life if you're an addict. And that's not having that's a crime. This is why possession should not be a crime. And if you think that's a good law, you're a bad human being. You're just a bad human. If you think having a life-saving drug on you is a crime, you are a bad human being. You should be ashamed of yourself. Terrible human being. Oh, my God. And she's like, well, we'll get rid of that. So she has to have two separate laws. One is just syringes, and one's just this drug. But having other drugs, that's still a crime? Yeah, that's all still a crime. Having possession, possession of those drugs, still a crime. Yes. Life-saving drugs. Oh, let's clap on that one. That's four laws. No used as evidence in court that if a crime has been committed. Uh, also. Oh, oh, did you notice that? It's no longer used as evidence that a crime has been committed. But you can still arrest them. Ah, look how slick that was. She didn't even say it was legal. She simply said they can't use it as evidence. So they can use it as probable cause to arrest you so they can look and search for other things to put you in jail for the other things. They just can't put you in jail 
for that. Or they can use as evidence. So they can use the they can use the cop's word. They just can't use that as evidence. Wow. This is worse. This is even worse than I thought it was. I thought at least it got rid of it. It doesn't. It just means they can't use that as evidence. It's still a crime. And you can still use someone else's word or eyewitness. You just can't use that as evidence of a crime. Wow. How terrible. How embarrassing we are as a state. Senator Bailey and Assemblymember Richardson have our last bill, which expands the number of eligible Uh crimes for a person to be diverted for substance abuse treatment. Yes. So it doesn't end any crimes. It just expands the number of crimes. I mean, because you're still a criminal. I mean, we're not we're not going to end that. I mean, we got to make sure we got criminals. So you're still a criminal, but we're going to expand the number of crimes that a judge, if he or she feels right, can allow you to just get some get some treatment instead. That's what we're going to do. That's this fifth law. And this is going to help and make things better. And she thinks she's doing something. And people are clapping. And there's more people coming up telling her how awesome she is. help people get them through this, stop locking them up if their crime does not justify it, and we can make sure. Or not make it a crime and they don't go to jail unless they hurt somebody, right? Unless they hurt somebody. If you hurt somebody, you're going to victim, you steal something, that's a crime. I got it. But you have something. You can start turning their lives around, and then you start turning a community around, a neighborhood around. We start turning the state around because we're believing in people and not treating people who are suffering from an illness like, as the sign member said, like they're criminals. That is. But you're putting them in jail. They are criminals. You're making them criminals. If you really believe that, you wouldn't arrest them. Change that we're making here today by signing these well thought out bills. They're not well thought out. One more message. I told you they were all lies, right? None of that was true. Everything she said was not true. Nothing she said was true. We're not finished yet, my friends. These are five bills. They're profound. They're going to make They're not a profound. difference. But I'm going to. She actually called the bill. She just called it a p- profound, a bill that says, "Well, if you have a syringe, it's not a crime anymore." That's profound. And the other one, if you have a drug that would save your life if you OD. It's no, it can, it's, it's no longer, I'm sorry, it can no longer be used against you with evidence of a crime. That's profound. She just said, profound. Continue to listen, as I have for many, many years, to all of the advocates. I like the listening part. I prefer the doing. Listening's nice. Do would also be good. Uh, I've spoken at more uh, conferences and forums and uh, small gatherings and launched more initiatives, whether it's mobile. I got it. It's got to be about you. I know it does. I know it's got, I get it. It's got to be about you. I got it. But how about saying an actual accomplishment versus I've worked hard or I've been around the block. I get you've been around the block. I also get you've learned nothing. I also get you don't do anything, but that's fine. I Say what you've, um, yeah, you can't say what you've done. You've done nothing. Vans or uh, <clears throat> programs in schools. I've done it all, but I also. All know- of it. There's more to be done. And I'm going to listen to your ideas, uh, wait, new ways that we can make sure. I got some ideas. I got some. We're using the latest uh, available medication, what works, what doesn't work. We're going to make sure that New York State leads the nation in terms of how we deal with this crisis because our people are suffering. They need us. And the people in this room are going to help us get that done. But you are causing their suffering. You are the cause of the suffering. Thank you very much, everyone. Please welcome Senator Pete Harcum. 
I'm going to take some comments here. I mean, I know you guys have been doing it. Thank you for being so patient. But this is what we have to put up with, right? There's a part of me that when it comes to these things, part of me prefers Cuomo to her. Part of me does. I know. It sounds horrible. But, oh, my God. This is, let, me, let me grab some of your stuff if I could. Kirsten says, I wish the debt to society nonsense would just go away. We don't owe society even if we commit a real crime. We owe the person we harmed. And if we harm nobody, we owe, don't, we don't owe anybody for the offense. This is a valid point, Kirsten. And it's, it's a hard change for many of us to accept, I think. The idea of restorative justice, right? If, if I steal something from you, part of my punishment should be in some way to try to make things right. Whether I have to write you a check or work or do something that will assist you back and try to make you whole in some way. And I think our system completely does not do that at all. We are, we are not a justice system. We are a punishment system. I think I agree. We have to change the way we think about all of those things. It should be much more restorative justice. I've wronged someone. I should at least try to write them to the best of my ability. And not always is it possible, right? But if you have someone who say is, homeless and doesn't have any money, they're not going to be able to give you any money back, obviously. But can they do something to assist? Maybe, maybe. But but then again, it will be in our best interest to get that person who may be homeless up and running again so they can, you know, they can be a, a productive part of our society and they can pay you back in some way. I mean, but yeah, absolutely. Karen says, um, I have personally gotten two homeless addicts in the rehab in the past year. Look at that. I'm a window cleaner with internet. Literally zero experience. There's no need for cages. Karen, thank you. Yes, exactly right. You, this can be done. It doesn't require government or prison at all. He says, support Larry Sharp. Yes, you can help to the Sharp way. Please like, comment, and share. You know I say it every time. If you want to support the show, this is how I get past all my shadow banning. I get shadow banned constantly. Please like, comment, and share. It does matter. Do it, please. It does matter. If you want to help me out, the show out more, awesome. Head over to the Civil Disobedience Survey. Take that survey right there at theadvocates.org. Uh, it is, click that link that's in the uh, description. Head over there, take that survey. See what you feel. How far should people be going? You decide. Say what you think and share it with your family and friends and see what they think and have real conversations about what we should be doing in our state, in our nation right now. The, my, my sponsors, the advocates, it makes them happy. Makes my sponsors happy, means they keep my team happy. So please help me out. It's free. Like, comment, and share is free. Taking that survey is free. If you love me and you want to help me out with dollars, patreon.com slash shortway. Throw me 10 bucks a month to keep the show going. I appreciate it. Whatever you can do, absolutely please do that. Let me grab some more comments if I could. All righty. Um, let's see here. Um, Jim says, Larry, if she's the best the deeds have to offer. All you have to do is overcome the sacrificial lamb. I guess that's true. Faye says, he's just talking so fast that makes no sense. Sounds just like a trumpet. Tell him to run for office. I already did, Faith, in 2018. I might be doing it again. So thank you. I do talk fast. Sadly, you're not paying attention. If you were paying attention, you would know I'm making lots of sense. Tons of sense. And if you have paid attention, you'd also know that I'd already run already. And I'm looking at running now even. So, yeah, I do put my money where my mouth is, and it does go fast. You're right. I do speak quickly. That's true. So, all right. Uh, let's see here. Katrina says you don't have to listen. Let, no, I would like Faith to listen. Faith, please stay. Please stay. And, and here. Because here's what I know for Faith and for others like Faith. They believe 
that people like Kathy Hochul have the answers for them because they're on their side. And all that people like Faith often think of, there's either R's or D's, red or blue. And if you don't like the current blue person, that means you believe everything the red says. Or if you don't like the current red person, believe everything blue says. That's not true. If you paid any attention, Faith, and I don't know if you have, I'm not backing red or blue. I'm backing actual answers. How do I solve things? That's what I do is, is to solve things. Yes. Matt says, do you criminalize victimless crimes if you want less people in prison? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Shadowfall says, what country has legalized this stuff worked in and in what country has it failed? Um, legalization has always worked. It's never failed. Never failed. Uh, hold on. That's not true. Let me be very clear. I'm sorry. Decriminalizing it has always worked. Legalizing it has failed. Decriminalizing these things always works. It is a, it 100% works. Legalizing often works, but sometimes fails. Why you can legalize in a way that still encourages the black market. Hence, you see it in California and Colorado. If you legalize with too much taxation and or too much regulation, you encourage the black market. The problem isn't the drug. The problem is the black market, as I mentioned earlier. So if they decriminalize it, there's no black market. If you legalize with heavy regulation or taxation, you create a black market. So the goal is to not have a black market. Yes. So Joe says they're literally a captive audience. She's not wrong. You're right there. Michael says, sounds more like medical industry complex shit forcing inmates to take drugs made by her donors. Might have something there, Michael. Hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Margo says, this woman has clearly never been inside a prison if she thinks it's going to be the magic solution to end addiction. Margo, yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? I've been in jails and prisons, right? I, when I was running in 18, I visited many of them, right? So I have been. My father was literally a, a, a Christ officer at Rikers Island. Um, they're not great places. They're not. It's not where I want to send somebody. I pulled my mom out of prison. My mom was an addict and a felon. I pulled her out of prison. Not a great place. Sam says, sadly, prohibition is a definition of progressivism. Oh, no. They did the same thing with the 18th Amendment and, pro and prohibiting, uh, prohibiting alcohol. Reason to make a utopia with less drinking alcohol. Result, the mob. Yes, you're correct. Absolutely. Yes. Jim says, yeah, we'll see with the job fair where nobody's hiring felons. Thank you, Jim. Don't make them felons. The stigma goes away. Yes, absolutely. Paula says, captive audience, I hate to say this, but she needs to check her privilege, her New York voter-enabled privilege. Paula, nicely done. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, it's good. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Matt says, he's just passionate about this because he cares. Oh, thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. I wish more people cared about others as much as Larry does. It will be a much better place. I agree. I'm with you on that one. Yes. Robert adds on, how does she expect me to get a job at the next con? Absolutely. Yes. All right. Um, sounds like he's on drugs. Maybe he's asking for help to get off them. Why don't you help him? Oh, you think I'm on drugs, Faith? Um, should I be insulted or should I be? I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, I'm not. Unless you, unless you count caffeine. If you count caffeine, then yes, I am on drugs. Um, I do use caffeine. It's the only drug I use. Um, I don't use any other thing. So maybe, 
I don't really want you to get me off caffeine, though. I like caffeine. So, yes. Alrighty, where am I? Let's see here. Um, Faith, oh, Faith, you're mad. Okay, you're mad. Did you guys know Trump lost the election and Biden is now your president? I was aware of that. I think most of us knew that. I, I appreciate the capital letters, the yelling part. I'm very aware of that. I was hoping in my perfect world, Faith, in case you don't know this, in my perfect world, which was a magical utopia that was never going to happen and didn't happen, Gary Johnson would be in his second term. That's my perfect world. I didn't get that. So I take what I can get. I got Trump for four years. I got Biden for who knows how long. Maybe four, maybe less, maybe more, whatever. That's what I got. I wanted eight years of Gary Johnson. I get what I get. What are you going to do? So, yes. All right. Um, Let's see here. Let's see. Paula says, it's hard to be more obtuse than Cuomo, but she's on her way. She's trying, Paula. She is, she's trying. Absolutely. She's trying. No doubt. Yes. Shelly says, we track disease in prisons and we're actually pretty good at fixing the problem. No one would tell us what was going on in prisons. They hit facts in the beginning. I'm not sure where you're going with that one, Shelly. Are you saying at at fixing the, the COVID problem? Is that what you mean? That they were able to, to separate people? I guess that makes sense in prison. You could eat, they have no choice. You just do it, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. So, oh, face really mad. Okay, I'm sorry. Now she's using F-bombs. Um, okay, Larry Sharp, so we're supposed to keep letting COVID spread. Who said that? I never said that. I never said that. That's effing stupid. Hope you and the rest of the crazies are vaxxed. If more people were, we complete, we could completely open back up. Um, a couple of things, Faith. People are already opening back up across the, the world. Doesn't matter if you're vaxxed or not. People are, are doing it. But I am. So I'm not, an, I'm, I've never been anti-vax, ever. Again, you're, you're making assumptions, which is common. People just hear, you're not me, therefore you're whatever I think evil is, right? Oh, he's not saying what I want him to say, therefore he is the evil that I don't like. So your assumption is that I'm somehow, no, I'm pro-consent. No one should mandate what goes in your body. No one should mandate, except you, right? You decide. You should put whatever you want to put in your body to include any drug, recreational or not. I like putting caffeine in my body. So I do. You should not tell me that I can or can't do that. And if you could put whatever drug, recreational or not, in your body as you see fit. I choose caffeine. I chose, well, my wife chose. I didn't have, I got mandated by my wife. But I voluntarily accepted her mandate. So that's what I did. And you should do what you think is appropriate. That's the issue. So the effing stupid person, it's not really me. That's all I'm saying. Not really me. It sounds good when what's supposed to go in your body is mandated by the guy you're okay with. You're clearly okay with Biden. What if Trump were president now? Think about that, Faith. What if Trump were president now? And he was mandating that you put the Pfizer one in you, or whichever one he decided was the right one. You'd be okay then? You'd be like, yeah. Trump won the election. He's your president. Would you be saying that right now? You wouldn't. You'd be unhappy. And to be forward, I don't like Biden's mandate. And if Trump mandated it, you can guarantee I'd be screaming at Trump too. You can guarantee. 
I'm anti-mandate. I don't care if it's mandate from the right or mandate from the left. That doesn't bother me at all. I don't care either way. If Trump was going, you better take my, you better take my vaccine or you're all fired. I'd be mad at him right now too. So that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And when it was a Trump vaccine, I knew a lot of Democrats were like, I don't trust that vaccine. What if he mandated it? It's fine when it's your person. What about when it's not? I think that's the effing stupid thing to think about, if I could. So, yes. Um, Let's see here. Michael says 5,100 OD deaths is a big number. If it was COVID vax death, there'd be crickets. I don't even know what that number is. I, I don't know. Good question. Uh, the Frankenstein Ron Thinker says your three halves plan was brilliant. Thank you. That was my whole piece, right? Keeping people together, not leaving, keeping some stability. That would have also helped with our addiction problems, wouldn't it? People would have their support structure. That was my whole point. Absolutely. Yes. So Shelly says, how are you supposed to be at the clinic when you're being sheltered in place? Yeah. Yes, when no one can go anywhere, you're locked up. Absolutely, yes. So, um, Kirsten says, I hear that prison is kind of a ginormous barrier to treatment. Yeah, kind of. I would buy that one. Yes, absolutely. All right, um, let's see here. Faith, Faith, you are, you, okay, I'm glad you're here. I love it. Possession's a crime. Yes, and it shouldn't be. It should not be a crime. You're right, it currently is. And that's embarrassing. It should not be a crime. The idea that possession is a crime is terrible. Actions you might take to possess that may be a crime. But the fact that you have it is, should never be a crime. It's a terrible idea. It opens it up to the government deciding whatever they want to be evil. So caffeine's fine. Adderall is fine. But cocaine's not. Government decides that. Government decides that. That's the reason, right? As you just saw, a, a syringe, that's a crime. Why? So a syringe is a crime? Is a crack pipe a crime? Maybe. Why is that? Possession should not be a crime. That is a terrible idea. Legalize all drugs. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is decriminalize all possession. That's what I'm saying. Decriminalize all possession. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Um, Shelsis Maximus. Ah, uh, yes, though, possession of drug paraphernalia BS. 100%. It's complete BS. Absolutely. Faith, so rape and murder should be t- two then? Okay. You just went too far, Faith. Love you. Please stay. But to in any way, shape, or form decide because someone decides a plant is bad, so now rape and murder is okay? If there's anyone high, it's you. Not me. If you would even imagine that there is any connection to I have a syringe in my pocket or I have weed in my jacket or I have cocaine in my sock versus I raped someone or I murdered someone, not even close. Nowhere near close. You you have an issue or two, and that's okay. Please keep watching. I hope you'll be okay. But no. Not even close. They don't come together at all. At all. A CEO at Attic was just stabbed to death. Is that true? I didn't hear about that. 
problem. It's a serious problem that people just aren't, they just aren't seeing. They just aren't seeing at all. Logic says, Hokel's clearly disconnected from reality. Why are politicians so ignorant? This kind of nonsense almost seems intentional. They don't care. They don't care. See, Torrance, Torrance has it, decriminalized drug possession. Yes, absolutely. Just, just the possession, decriminalize it. Yes, absolutely. It's the best way to do it. Dan says, the only way someone can be embarrassed, Larry, is if they have a sense of shame. Totally absent here. I like that. That's actually good. I like that one. Yes. Yes. Um, I wasn't saying it was okay. Um, it was an inmate already in for life for murder, just saying Rikers isn't the only. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. Uh, sh- prison shouldn't be violent, right? It should be a holding place for people who screwed up. We should try to, to the best of our ability, in, our, in my perfect world, it isn't that way now, but in my world, we should move towards. It should be a place that gives people a chance to rehabilitate and a chance with restorative justice to give back to the people who they've hurt. That's what it should be. We're nowhere near that. It needs to become that. But Larry, they should be punished. You've already lost all your rights. That's your punishment. If you're in jail for five or seven years, you, you get no rights. I get it. And that's your punishment. Your rights are removed. You've hurt someone. You've done something you shouldn't have done, right? You've stolen something. You've You've defrauded somebody. Whatever the case may be, you've done something bad. So you lose your rights for that period of time, whatever that time is. And during that time, we should be trying to get you to where you can somehow get back into action so you don't do that again. The hope is we find the root cause. Unlike our governor, we should be finding causes. And second, you should be trying to make right the people who you've harmed. That should be part of what we're doing. We're not. But yes. Anyway. Um. Jericho says, prison does not rehab people even with medication. They need intense treatment with medical professionals and therapy. I've never met an addict that doesn't have some mental health needs. I think you're right. Yes, I think you're right. So uh, Jim says, not free, Larry, taxpayer funded. I stand corrected, Jim. You are right. Taxpayer funded. And we put the people in prison so they don't pay taxes, so that now we can pay, ta- we can pay taxes so we can give them more free stuff. So, Jim, now the guy robs your house to get his drug. You just got robbed once. Now he goes to the prison. You pay for him in prison. You just got robbed twice. He gets out of prison, and he's still an addict because it didn't help him at all. So now he has to go get free Narcan that you're paying for. You just got robbed three times. And now your property taxes go up to keep paying for that, and your insurance rates go up because you got robbed, and he can't pay you back. So you had to to use an insurance claim. You got robbed four times. That's four to one. Not too shabby, I guess. Hey, so yes, yes. All right, so yes. Uh, let's see if I can keep going here. Um, Mr. Talang says she looks like a piece of wax fruit. Maybe she less time on her appearance and more time serving in public. I don't want to go down that road. I don't want to go down that road. It's not fair. It's not fair to go down the looks route. And I know it may sound. PC, but I'm going to stand by this. I don't want to go on her looks because we have judged women on looks so much, and that's not how I'm judging her. And I would never judge her on her looks. Except when I say, like, how she carries herself. That's different, right? She carries herself in a way that seems fake. But that's not her attractiveness level. I never want to judge her. It's unfair. I wouldn't judge a man on that. 
So I would never just woman on that. It's just unfair. It's wrong. And we should not do it. So I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not judging it on her looks. She's a lovely woman. That's as far as I will say when it comes to that. And everything else, I judge her on the way she carries herself and her policy and how she talks. That's how I should judge her. That's how I do. Just being clear, I'm not trying to be PC. It's the right thing to do. So, yes. Dustin says, no victim, no crime. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, all right. Let's see if I can go down here. Um, Paula says, prisons have become de facto mental health hospitals, and this has been a abysmal failure. Yes and yes, and we have to stop it, but she's doubling down. We should be stopping it. And instead, we're doubling down. Nothing but a problem. It should not be that at all. 100%. Yes. All right. Let me see if I can keep going down here. Um, see here. No Narcan, but you can get your mandatory COVID vaccine. Interesting point. Yes. Interesting point. Yes. So, uh, David, uh, see, David's going to kind of fight you on this one, Jim. He's saying not free to the taxpayer, free to the addict. So who are you looking at? So I guess either way, I guess I could see either point. I could see either point. Yes, absolutely. Joe says, stop locking them up if the crime doesn't justify it. That's all she needs to say, full stop. Yeah, but she kept talking, Joe. You're right. It would be better if she had just said that and stopped. But she kept talking. And she now has five separate bills that do absolutely nothing and help nobody and will be a complete disaster. It's, again, it's kind of really bad that, yeah, it's really bad. It's terrible that this, yes. So anyway, um. Chelsea says, this is my first one. I'm enjoying it. Oh, thank you, Chelsea. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I do appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad. Um, I, I do want to, um, if I can, I, I do want to go a little bit further on this and show you a little bit more, just, uh, just a, a tad bit more on, um, on, on, on what someone else says. And then one more. I think you'll still enjoy it. I'm going to go a little bit further. This one, this one isn't Kathy. This one is another gentleman from the Bronx lays the cards on the table for what New Yorkers need. And New Yorkers need compassion. That's true. We need treatment, not jails. It's not just a slogan. Behind every bill number, there's a person, there's a family. Yes. There's a community. Yes. Treatment, not jails, is not just a slogan. It is a way of life. This sounds amazing. And I like the way he says it. And he says it in a way that sounds cool and awesome. I love that. So that's my Bronx people. Those of you know, I was a kid. I was raised in the Bronx. Love this. Sounds great. So what are you going to fix? And if we really are about looking to rehabilitate as opposed to incarcerate these bills that our great governor is signing today are necessary. Did you hear what he just said? He started off so good. We don't want to incarcerate. Don't do that. And then he says these five bills, which leave you incarcerated, but just give you drugs when you're there. Yeah. I thank you for your leadership, not just in signing these bills, but in your for your commitment. Uh, the Bronx and Buffalo share more than just an alliterative beginning of our of our place. It's the mm-hmm. bees and the Bronx and the and Buffalo. It's it's a feeling of a chip on our shoulder. It is being ignored. It is being depressed. It is being down. It, for years, for literally years, victims of the opioid crisis. Which, quite frankly, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Show me some frankness. Go ahead. It was only a crisis in certain zip codes. Where I was from. Yes. And if, and if we're going to be, and if we're going to be, speak a moment of truth, where I was from, one four six six uptown, the Bronx, New York, people were called. They weren't called. Um, 
They weren't called patients. They were called junkies. Yeah, I remember. Crackheads. I remember. Called fiends. I remember. No longer. We are literally changing. Yeah, but that was literally 30 years ago. I, guys, I'm the, I, that was 30 years ago. What many people don't see is the crack epidemic that was hit in the ghetto. And when I was a kid, it was called the ghetto. Now it's called the hood. The hood. When it was hitting the ghetto and the hood, then it, then what do we get? We got Nancy Reagan just say no. We got we got um, we got Bill Clinton sending the, send the crime bill, sending 100,000 cops into bad neighborhoods, putting us all in prison. We got three strikes, you're out. That's what we got. That's what people of color got 30 years ago. He knows this. He's from the Bronx, just like I do. He knows this. He knows it's the government war on drugs that came in and crushed us. He knows this. Yet he'll still sit here and go, thank you for your leadership, Governor, giving us five bills that did nothing. Then they'll talk trash like he knows what's going on and then not say the real issue. Changing the way that we speak about people. They are no longer inmates. They are individuals who are incarcerated. It is no longer. I, I, I guess that's good. Drug addiction. It is substance use disorder. Yeah, but you're still putting them in prison. I guess you clap. I, I don't, why are you clapping? Do you know what he's saying? You just think he sounds, he does sound cool. I mean, he does sound cool. That's true. He's talented in the way he speaks. That's good. Changing the name of these things makes a difference. And as the chair of the codes committee, I uh, understand the link between substance oh. use and incarceration and recidivism. Yeah. yeah. And crime. And yeah. the best way to do that is to one in the bill that I have with the assembly member, um, Diana Richardson. And I thank the assembly for leading for so many years when we couldn't get things done in the Senate until the great Andre Stewart Cousins became the majority leader. Um, but they've been pushing on expanding the number of offenses that allow you to be eligible for um, for these diversion courts. And that's OK. Or you could not make it a crime. Why do you think the arrest part is good? You talk about community, but you're literally pulling them out of the community to put them in a program. Critically important because there are success stories that we all know in our very own communities. Um, a, a gentleman in, in Mount Vernon who I'll just say by his initials, SP. I'm going to go past this guy to the next guy who comes in. Because um, this guy's just full of Dick Godfrey. Now listen, watch this guy. Watch what he says. It's, this should be embarrassing. But they're not embarrassed at all. Here we go. Well, well, good morning. Um, if if I can lighten, this is a pretty heavy event. If I can okay. lighten the tone just Hell's for a, a moment, you know, mm -hmm. I've served with nine governors now. Nine governors. Um, I don't think I've seen color coordinated wristbands before. Uh, okay, nine governors. All right, but governor. I have to say, I, I was thinking about this while you were talking. Of the nine governors I've I've heard talk, okay, I don't think I've heard more compelling remarks than what you delivered this morning. That is right there. That is like level A, top tier butt kissing, right there. Like. I know why you've served nine governors. You are butt kisser extraordinaire. Well done. That's like top tier. Of all the nine governors, this story that you told about your cousin who you say you love but you actually hate and don't care about and wouldn't write a check for and just watch die, 
That is the most compelling thing that I've ever heard. Wow. Top tier butt kissing right there. That guy gets a medal with like the golden lips or something. Well done. And I want to thank you for that. And then he always oh, thought stuff out himself. That's Stalinesque right there. Oh, this guy, he's going places. And I also want to thank you for the fact that every day you are making good things happen. Oh, every day. So let's give a round of applause for that. Oh, let's clap twice for her. This guy is, oh my God, butt kisser like there's no tomorrow. You're well, done, bro. Now well done. 20 years ago. I just got to say, that's top tier right there. If you guys are saying to yourself, you know what? I'm not sure. I just don't kiss butt good enough. I'm not good at that. Go to this guy. Like, he's got you covered. If he's got a course out or something, if he's got like an internet course, get it. I'm sure worth it. This guy's amazing. And I also want to thank you for the fact that. It's the second one. Every, Every day. day you are making good things happen. Look at that. So that let's give so a round good. of applause for that. So good. He's the best. Oh, my God. You know, it's now 20 years ago. Yeah. That we thought we had legalized possession of hypodermics in New York. 20 years ago, he thought that. And today he figured out. Wait a minute. We didn't we didn't do that. Oh, what? We didn't we didn't do that. So, now I know you're a great butt kisser cuz you are obviously incompetent. Uh with the language that I wrote. Um You wrote the bill and it was wrong. But actually uh, it surprised the dickens out of me that Governor Pataki made it happen ultimately. Uh but that was 20 years ago. Wow. And because of the the level of incompetence is shall we say overly aggressive misinterpretation of glitches in that legislation, glitches that remain. So it's been 20 years. It's been wrong. You knew it was wrong. You haven't tried to fix it. The glitches remain. But you've been with nine. Wow. You are just the butt kisser. That is, that's like your job. All right. I, that. Wow. Let me take. Wow. See, I wanted you to see that. That is, that guy's, wow, amazing. Love that. Ooh. Okay, let me keep going. All right, here we go. All right, because you're in a top-tier butt kisser. That, is, that was some top-tier right there. That's mm, top of the line. Absolutely top of the line. This guy, he's going places. For as he is, you can see. Absolutely. Yes. Logic. Oh, yes. The big circle jerk. Yes. Beautiful work, everybody. Absolutely. Yes. Um, This guy talks so slowly. I appreciate Larry's words per minute even more. See? See? You guys say I speak too fast. Absolutely. Joe says, not going to lie. I'd hire this guy just to say these nice things about me. I know, right? Like, if I'm going to go speak someplace, I'll get this guy. Throw him a couple hundred bucks. Dude, show up. Just stop the butt kissing. Like 10 minutes of butt kissing and I'll come in. And everyone will think, wow, this guy's the best. Absolutely. Benjamin, butt kissing masterclass. If he has one, Benjamin, buy it. Eve, buy it. You, I'm sure you will learn some amazing things. Yes, you'll learn some amazing things. Great. Michael, making good things happen every day. 
<laughs> yes, I'm sure there are some hospitals out there who disagree. I agree. Yes, a lot of people would. 100%. Yes. A whole lot of New York would agree. Yes, absolutely. Dan, once again, conscience, sense of shame, not a thing there. Dan, you may be right. You know, you might be right. Maybe they don't even get it. You know, maybe you spend so much time doing that that you just can't go any further. Right? Like at one point, you just you just don't, you just can't do it. So maybe. Last piece I want to show you guys. This is a, a question at the end. Right? Last piece. And I'll leave you guys alone. But last piece here. I think you'll enjoy this. Guy asked a question at the end. She comes back to answer the question. Governor, from what I've heard today, it seems like you want to help people who are already addicted, which is... He says, from what I heard today, it sounds like you want to help people who are already addicted. It's a good thing, obviously, but two quick questions. Is there any plan to make sure people don't get addicted in the first place? And don't secondly, get addicted? The fentanyl, which is coming mostly from China over Mexico into the U.S. to New York. Is there any plan to keep that out of New York as well? Now, his question is actually a brilliant question. I'm surprised you took it. He actually says, I got it. You want to try to stop people or help people who are addicted. Is there any plan? That's his words. Is there any plan to stop you from being addicted? No. No. There's no plan for that. There hasn't been a plan for that ever. So no. But she may say something. And his second question is, a lot of this fentanyl is coming in. From Mex- uh, through Mexico across Mexican border from China. Any plan to stop that? These two make, these are good questions, right? Uh, this is an issue, and the fentanyl, is, as I mentioned, is very personal to me. When I was chair as, of the Heroin Opioid Task Force, I raised questions, you know, can the state of New York legally ban the distribution or the receipt of fentanyl from China through the mail? So her answer... You know, when when you know, when I was for seven years on this, you know, this task force that I was on for seven years, I raised questions. I raised questions every day. Not impressive. You know, can we ban it coming in the mail from China? Is it legal to send illegal fentanyl here? Is the legal fentanyl coming in? Or is the illegal fentanyl coming across the Mexican border coming in? He didn't ask, can we ban the legal fentanyl coming in? He didn't ask that question. Of course you could do that. It's the illegal stuff. Banning stuff just keeps it illegal. Clearly it's a federal issue, but I've raised that at the federal issue. Having served in Congress and have great relationships in Washington, I know there's some areas where we need to get the help of the federal government. I think it should be banned. Now, there has been a legitimate use for it uh, in doctors, and doctors use it in smaller quantities when they are. So let's listen to what she says. Do you have any plan to stop the illegal fentanyl coming across the Mexican border coming into New York State? Well, we should punish doctors. That's what she just said. I warned you early on. She was all about doctors. So her answer is, let's ban the legal use of it with the doctors who are doing it legally. Let's punish them. That's literally her answer. Dealing with uh, surgeries, so I understand that. But I don't think someone should be able to go on a mail order and be able to order it online and to have fentanyl shipped to their homes. Uh, that- Who's doing that? Like, is that the thing? No, they're getting it. He didn't ask. They said about the legal stuff coming across. That's what he said. It has to stop. So you're absolutely right about that. I believe in prevention no above all. Uh, that is. She believes in prevention above all. That's her words. Note, 
Her words, not mine. She believes in prevention above all. So you just add five bills. How are you going to prevent this? Not one of them were about prevention. Not one. The ultimate goal to get information about about how how complicated people's lives become if they even take that first step toward trying these substances. Okay, you were on the task force for seven years and you don't have a plan? Guys, am I wrong with this? She's proud. I was on a task force. I've Remember, I've done everything. And you know what she said? I've done it all. Her words, I've done it all. Task force seven years. We got to figure out what's going on. I would think in seven years you would have had a plan by now. At one point, you've, quote, done it all, haven't you? But you still haven't figured out how to prevent? So you thought, you know what I'll do? I'll have five BS bills that'll do nothing, and hopefully no one will ask me a good question. And then this guy did. And now she's like, Ugh! Literally, the brain chemistry changes after 14 days. That's why individuals like my nephew who are on a 30-day no supply. Let me, give you, let me give you a science lesson. Do you have a plan? Let me give you a science lesson. Why? And let me bring up my nephew because hopefully you'll feel sorry for me and you'll stop peppering with these questions. That's the tactic, to be clear. Let me give you a science lesson so I'll start smart, I'll sound smart, then let me bring up my, my, my dead nephew so hopefully you'll feel sorry for me and not hit me with another hard question again. Start seeing the effect and why I've gone through countless, countless. Uh, emergency departments and She's places where all. doctors are were over-prescribing it. We've taken many steps in a better direction from where? over-prescription, which leads to a... Over-prescription is the doctor's fault. Doctors in New York, start running. She's coming for you. That's her answer. Punish doctors. But the education I'm talking about, not was just with young people and teachers. We had to re-educate the medical profession because they are all evaluated um, based on standards put forth for reimbursements out of Washington. Oh, so I'm going to take your money. Again, did I make this up? We got to punish doctors or we'll take their money. So now they'll only let the people be, you know, whatever, you only get half of it or whatever you get. So now someone goes to the black market even faster. That's her answer. I'll put you, put you in the black market even faster now. On whether or not you're keeping people out of pain. So that dynamic created an incentive years ago for doctors to prescribe what would keep people out of pain so they got a better rating. No, I'm not in pain, I'm being treated well. That whole premise, we had to turn upside down. And oh. I said this to countless doctors. Countless doctors. Tell me, with all your training and what you know you are yeah. hardwired to do as a medical professional, do you think it's better to leave someone in pain for a few days, taking Advil, taking some alternative after surgery or a condition? Or a cannabis product. If you would just let people have cannabis, you could do that. Or you can punish doctors. I got it. No, he, the question he asked was, how are you going to get rid of the illegal fentanyl coming across the Mexican border and being smuggled into New York? And she said, um, we're going to punish legal doctors. Right? Second question. Do you have a plan to stop you from getting addicted? Um, I'm going to punish doctors. And again, guys, scold me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I said that wasn't true. That's her answer. Like my nephew had versus a nephew. lifetime of addiction, which could ensue and all the consequences, jail, pain, death. Uh, so we've shifted 
over the last decade to thinking around this. And I, and I think that so it took a decade for them to rethink it around or in the black market profession for changing their approach. Some of it was legislation that I had worked on behind the scenes is reducing the number of days that people can receive prescription for uh, reducing the number of days to receive prescription. So what does that mean? You go to the black market faster. Based prescription drugs, how many days going from 60 to 30 to 15, sometimes in seven. Uh, so there's a whole education component. Young people, By the way, it is. Parents, she didn't answer the question. the medical profession. So you're absolutely right. Uh, the preferred position is nobody gets started because it's a long journey to get out of it. So how do we Thank stop you, it? my friends. I appreciate you coming Oh, she out. ran from that one. I'm running. This guy asked me a real question. I'm out. I am so out of here. Yes. So, yeah. That, that, I, that That's it. That's the whole thing. I just wanted to show you that. This is the Tuesdays with Kathy. I wanted to make sure. So, yes, Paula, her answer is punish doctors, dead nephew, science lesson. Correct. That was her answer. Yes, that was it. 100%. It's crazy. Absolutely. Logic Rex, reducing days has helped exactly. It doesn't. It's I'm doing something. That's what it is. Ooh, Shell says, you're right. Punishing chronic pain patients even more. Yes, making them want to go to the black market more. Absolutely. Skull doctors don't deal with the real problem. Well, she's already said it, Katrina. We're not looking for answers. That's dumb people do that. You don't look for answers. You just punish doctors. What else would you do? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jeff says, I just want to say I love you all in the comments. Not you, Faith. Leave Faith alone. These interactions are always great. You know, you're right, Jeff. You know, a lot of uh, some of my team has told me here that Larry, you probably shouldn't take so many comments. It makes the it makes the stream so much longer. We can make a shorter stream, and they're right. That's that's true, right? It's true. But I gotta tell you, I like the interaction. I think it's one of the best parts of the show. I think it's one of the best parts of the stream is the interaction that we have between you and I, and also between the the people here in the chat. I think it's good. I think we have real conversations and talk about stuff and get mad at each other sometimes and disagree. And I think it's important that you still feel you can come back. Even Faith can come back if she has, if, she, if she's left. She can stay too. Um, I want more of this, right? I, I do want more of this. So, yeah, absolutely. Jean, Jean says she wants to fire nurses and punish doctors. Yeah, we're going to fire the nurses and punish the doctors during a pandemic, right? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. There we go. Kirsten says, I love Faith. I believe she has great opportunities and capacity to learn. Yes, Kirsten. Yes, yes, and yes. Paula says, cancer patients getting punished already. That's for sure. Both of my parents passed from cancer. It is absolutely punishment. Yes, absolutely. Uh, love the comments. Uh, please keep it. Yes, I try to. Yes, absolutely. Don't stop the interaction. Yes, Timothy. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Guys, again, I, I want to make sure. I know I say this all the time, but I got to say it again. Please like, comment, and share. It really does matter, right? It does matter. The more you do it, the better chance people see it. The more I grow, I get past this horrible shadow bending I keep getting. And if you want to keep my sponsors happy, I, if I keep, if I don't grow fast enough, my sponsors aren't happy. So that means... I need you guys to help me with this. Please take one of the surveys. If you don't like the civil disobedience one, there's like seven there. Take any of them. Click this link. Take one of those surveys and then share it. 
Let your people know, hey, I did a survey. Have a conversation. It keeps my sponsors happy. And what I'm asking in these two pieces here, 100% free. Cost you nothing to like, nothing to comment, nothing to share. And it costs you nothing to take the, the survey. Please take one of them tonight. Please share it. It does matter. You might go, I don't care. Take it three minutes to some damn survey. It matters. They're tracking. They care. They want, they want, they want the message to be spread. And so do I, right? They're my, they're my sponsor, not just because they help on my team, but they're my sponsor because I believe in them. I want to move the message. This helps move the message. Please help and do that. You're like, Larry, I'm not taking no damn survey. Okay, great. They give me money. Patreon.com slash Sharpway. Throw me 10 bucks a month so I can keep this going. That's fine too. Any of these work. Pick the one that you can do. You got more money than time? Give me money. You got more time than money? Give me some time. Doesn't matter. They all work. They all help. Please do one to keep this show going. It does matter. It is the Sharpway Show and a special show Tuesdays with Kathy. I really do appreciate that a lot. Guys, I say thank you so much for tonight. I appreciate the time you gave me. Um, I will be back on tomorrow. I will see you all tomorrow.